podcast that's here to discuss all things male factor infertility from a black male's perspective. The good, the bad, the happy, and sad journey. I'm Paul, and this is my story. Hey guys, welcome to episode 6 of the Shooting Blanks podcast. This is your host, Paul, and today's episode is going to be about patience. If you're in this infertility journey, regardless of where you are, you kind of get better at this thing called patience. Patience was never a strong suit of mine, ever. I've never been a very patient person in the grand scheme of things. But with this journey, you kind of have no choice. You really don't. There's a lot of waiting and there's a lot of things that's out of your control. And with that, you kind of have to understand and be patient and just understand that certain things are a waiting game. Obviously, I'm in the United States, so my perspective is a lot different than those of you who are listening abroad, where you may have to get a referral and really, really, really wait. And there's such a long, long time in between appointments or just to get one appointment. Um, It's a little bit different here in the States, at least it was for me, regarding setting up appointments and everything because of my insurance. But there was still a lot of waiting. I'll never forget After I got the results back from my first semen analysis, that was like at the end of November. I didn't have a appointment until the end of January, I believe. So it was like a two-month wait just to see the urologist that specialized in fertility at the clinic. Adding with that, even throughout this entire process, there was just so much, so much, so much waiting. It was unbearable to an extent for Alyssa and I. And even now, as we're moving forward with our journey and where we are today, there's still so much just waiting. And you really have to just have patience. And it's the hardest thing to do, and it's the easiest thing to say. It's just something that I look at and try to find, I guess you can say, positives and blessings from such a traumatic event when we went through the whole process we went like i said like you guys have read before or heard before we started this journey back in november of 2018 and now we're here in june of 2022 so this is really almost four years and over these last four years there's been so much waiting and so much patience needed for everything from appointments from results from grieving, from um, understanding where Alyssa and I are mentally, getting on the same page together, just so much, so much, so much revolved around waiting and becoming to be patient and learning the art of patience. When we got to where we are now, even back in uh, September of 2020, when I originally signed up for my M-Tessie. Well, September 2021, sorry. When I originally signed up for my M-Tessie, like I was like, all right, we're going to do this. I My original appointment wasn't supposed to be until December. This is in September that, well, probably August that we're setting it up. And it's not until December, roughly three to four months later, that I had my original appointment. Luckily, someone had canceled and my job was very flexible and allowed me 
to take the time off and get in the week after I made my initial appointment. But that would have been three months there. So like you just never know. And there's and things like that just have you so just things like that just have you really, really learn the art of waiting. We are in this journey and we hear from so many different people outside of those outside of our journeys and not even going through a fertility journey at all. One of their first things that they always say is just give it time. It happens, it'll happen. I don't think they understand. Well, I don't even want to say I, I don't think they understand. They don't understand how much waiting is going on, especially when all you want to do is have a child. Many of us that are in this battle and on this journey, there's nothing more than we want is to have a child. We've been yearning for a child. We've been waiting kind of our entire lives, getting to this point of being ready to comfortably have a child. And then now we have even more waiting to do when all we've been doing is waiting on things that we really just can't control. Bodies are our bodies, how they are, the makeup of our bodies are the makeups of our bodies. People are just given the unsolicited advice of just wait or take your time or just relax or when it happens, it'll happen and any of the other unsolicited advice that they're giving and all coming from a place of love. But we all know that it just kind of gets really annoying once people say that. With this journey, I've really became a lot more patient. And I think if you ask Alyssa, she'd even say it. Growing up, well, I'm just a very type A person. I need to be in control of a lot of things. And my biggest thing is I'm I'm a very laid back person too, but I really have very little patience. It's one of my biggest faults is the amount of patience that I have is so small. And it's crazy though, because my patience is for that so small is only for, I guess you can say adults, um, children and babies and kids, kids, babies and children things. Like I don't lose my cool or anything like I'm very patient with them just because, again, they're kids, they're babies, they're children. They don't really know that much or know better than some of the things that they're doing at such the early ages. So it never really bothers me. But when adults are doing things and I'm just like, come on, we all know what you're supposed to do and what you're not supposed to do at this age. Like, let's let's do it. I don't have patience for that. But there's just one of those things where... This uh, diagnosis and this journey has really forced me to embrace the art of waiting, embrace the journey and anything, not just this, and just let things slow down and not have to be in control. And I think that's one of the biggest blessings and positives that I can take away from this is how it really helped me with that. I've become such a more patient person, no matter what. It also opened my eyes to a lot of other things that I realized that I may have been doing or not doing. This was an internal thing. And making sure that, you know, you just never know what battle someone else is going through, even silently. As I went through this journey for the first three and a half years, pretty much silently outside of very, very close friends and families, it's 
it gives me a bigger appreciation for what people are going through on a daily basis and overcoming. And that took a lot of self-reflection and a lot of soul digging regarding going through that. But I wanted to go back to the topic at hand, which is patience. And we just really have to kind of be learn to be patient. We just, we just have to. And again, I know it's easier said than done. And I know that it's not something that many of us want to hear, not something that we all want to go through. But with this journey, we have to learn patience. We, we just have to because it's so many things are such a waiting game. And Alyssa and I are one of the lucky ones where we really didn't have to wait that long after procedures or anything. And we didn't have to wait too long to start treatments for what we were going through. And we didn't have to wait for fin- for financial clearance or insurance approval. Our insurance approved things rather, very, very, very quickly without any or little follow-up from Melissa and I, just our clinic spoke speaking with them and being a liaison on our behalf. So it's one of those things that you just have to, that's take by the horns and just learn to be patient. And with learning to be patient, you also learn to kind of accept things for what they are. At least I did. I can't speak for Alyssa on this point, but I know at least on my behalf, I've started to learn how to let things go and understand that I can't control everything and understand that just there's a difference. Um, there's one of these, there's a quote out there that I'm sure plenty of you, plenty of you guys have heard before that says, um, God grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, the courage to change the things that I can and the wisdom to know the difference. And that actually comes from, that's, I don't want to say it comes from, but that's one of the, um, that's a alcohol anonymous. That's their like 12 step prayer or serenity prayer. That's one of the, how they lead and, and meetings on that a lot. And that's what's supposed to help the members get through. And if you break that down and you look at that quote, it really just talks about, I think in in my perspective, it talks a, about a lot about just kind of letting things go and operate as they are for what they can. But it also speaks about kind of having patience because it's not an easy process. It's not going to be something that fixes overnight. It's not going to be anything that changes instantly, no matter what you're doing, no matter which journey or which which fork in the road you're going down or however your journey is being made up of, you're not going to complete that journey immediately. There's going to be hills, there's going to be valleys, there's going to be peaks, there's going to be lows. It's understanding that even though there may be peaks, there may be valleys, you can you have to just control what you can control and kind of chalk up everything else that you can't control as letting it happen as it may let the chips fall as they may as the, as the um as the phrase goes and that was another one that something that helped me get through so many things with this journey and grieving and everything was we can only we can't control our dna we can't control our genetic makeups we can't control why why our bodies are doing some of the things that our bodies are doing we can't control why my body is not producing sperm there are certain things that there's just nothing that I can do that's going to change that. However, I can change how I react to things. I can change 
how I cope with things. I can change how I deal with things. I can change my rea- my reaction to things again. Again, it's those are the things that I tried to focus on with this process and with this journey. And the biggest thing was learning how to learning how to be patient and learning how to being okay with the waiting game, learning to be okay and accepting the unknown. And there were so many unknowns going throughout this entire journey from the beginning until the end. And I mean, I'm not, we're not even at the end yet, but from the beginning to where we are now, there's still so many unknowns. And it's one of those things where I think as you go through this journey more and more, and as you really deep dive into things and really start to accept whichever diagnosis that you do have, whether you're a male, whether you're not a male, whether you're a male or a woman going through the infertility or just going through anything, it's, I don't want to say you just have to accept it, but the, the easier, once you accept it, the easier it becomes. It's still hard. Don't get me wrong. Like I don't want anyone to ever think that I'm saying this is easy because it's not easy, but things get easy. You know, let me not even say things get easier. You get stronger. We get stronger dealing with what we're dealing with and going through what we're going through as things happen and we don't get the news that we wanted or hoped for, or we get the disappointing or we get the disappointments. It's not the things that those things get easier to hear. We get stronger to bear them. It's kind of like, as you go through, if any guys lift weights or anything, you know, in the beginning, when you start lifting, you may not be able to lift as you may be only lift the, the bar, but you know, you keep working at it and you keep doing it. And then the next time you go into the gym, you might be able to put two forty five a 45 plate on each side. So then you do that. And after that, you progressively go up to the next weight and the next weight and the next weight. It's just one of those things where we just get stronger dealing with this. So that's, that's how I'm going to start phrasing this. It doesn't get easier. We just become stronger through everything. It's because we have a setback. We have disappointments. We have our good days. We have our bad days. This is just something that you have to that you just have have to let go by after you get your initial emotions out of the way because no matter what, whether it's good news or bad news, you're going to have some type of emotion in the beginning. You then have to recognize that certain things are just completely out of our control. Honestly, what is wasting more energy into something that we can't control really doing? And that was that's another big thing of mine is directing energy to where you can get results at. Again, when I got my diagnosis and throughout these past three and a half, almost four years, every time I talked about my diagnosis and everything, like I realized more and more it was easy. It was I was able to talk about my diagnosis more and more because my energies regarding my diagnosis went to different places of things that I can control. You know, I can control a narrative regarding this. I can control trying to change the stigma that some people have when it comes to fertility. I can control trying to help build a community of people that are going through this that look like me. I can control creating a community of men to understand that, hey, you're not alone. And hey, 
here's a support group for you and to talk about it and to talk about it and let you know that you're not less of a man. Your feelings are valid for what you're feeling and it's okay to be afraid and okay to be scared about what the future holds to understand that again, you're not alone. So it was, it was things like that. And I think with those things, it helped me really, really cope so much with, with this. And then also helped me just move forward. Moving forward looks different for everyone. Obviously you guys know we move forward with donor sperm. Some people move forward with adoption. Other people move forward with being childless. Other people move forward with, you know, donor embryos or other people move forward with surrogates or however you move forward. Just know that it's okay to move forward however you guys see fit. But just understand that putting your energy towards things that you can control really, really, really can make a difference. I just wanted to reiterate that because it's such an important thing. It, it's it's such an important thing to understand that your your energies have to go into things that you can control that can affect where you are and how and wherever you're going. Even on your normal day-to-day life, it's one of those things of it's okay to grieve, it's okay to feel sad, and it's okay to be upset, but you can't keep let those feelings stay with you all the time. You have to you you have you have to confront it and deal with it. And I don't want to say get over it because it's never it's never anything anyone's going to get over, but just accepting accepting it so wherever you are able to accept it at that point. Without that you can't, you just, you really, I don't think you really can move forward or progress with this journey when it comes to infertility. That's where I'm going to leave you guys off at today. I hope you guys understood what I was trying to say regarding talking about patience and understanding that we can't control everything and that sometimes we just have to give up control and just let things do what they're going to do, let the chips fall where they may, and accept that. Once you can get to that point, I think things become clearer, you get much stronger, and the load doesn't wear you down as much as anymore. So until next time, hey, thanks for tuning in. You can hit the subscribe button, leave me a review on wherever you get your podcast at, Apple, Spotify, or Stitcher. I look forward to sharing this journey with you all. You can find me at shootingblankspodcast.com, on Twitter at underscore TSB podcast, or email me at paul at shootingblankspodcast.com.